It's summertime and the living is easy. Lots of people going out to hit the beach club. Why don't you stay in and hit that Kevin Smith club instead? That's right, kids. Go to thatkevinsmithclub.com and you are going to be ear deep in decades worth of podcasts. You're going to have nothing but videos to watch in the Smithsonian screening room, including my weekly show, Wake and Bake. You're going to have access to events, uh, first crack at tickets at Smodcastle and the upcoming clerk tour. And you're going to get a bunch of behind the scenes on the thing, the super secret thing that we're going to be working on in Jersey all summer to be announced. That's right, kids. Access that's what you get for a monthly fee at that kevin smith club what are you waiting for come join me man and see all the goodies we got hidden behind the wall man at that kevin smith club go to thatkevinsmithclub.com today and join up i love you for it you want a Welcome to Smodcast. I'm Kevin Smith. Uh, kids, whether you realize it or not, we're all living on borrowed time. Uh, every day we got a list of things that we want to do or get to. Uh, every month, every year, we've got a list of accomplishments that we hope to achieve. Um, but, you know, the, the the simple truth of it all is life is a series of distractions that we place in front of ourselves so as to not ever really concentrate on the fact that this is borrowed time, that this time comes to a conclusion. Uh, here on Smodcast, we've, uh, you know, if you listen to the show from the beginning, you know, uh, if somebody had asked me in the beginning, what's Smodcast about? I'm like, oh, it's me and Mo shit around talking bullshit. But now that you've listened to all of Smodcast, there's a running theme throughout most of the episodes um, about uh, the end, about death. I've always been, you know, uh, not morbidly curious. I guess what, what, what would the term be? Death is the enemy. Um, I've always felt, especially when you're consider yourself a creative individual because you're like, what this will end. I have so much to fucking add. How will this world go on without me? And the older one gets in life, uh, you know, it more becomes clear that there was a world without you and there will be a world without you when you're gone at the end of the day. And it's something that we never really like to discuss or talk about because, you know, nobody wants to talk about the end of the party. They just want to enjoy the party. But the party always ends sooner or later, kids. So um, living on borrowed time is something that uh, I feel I know a bit about post-heart attack. Uh, when I feel like I was supposed to die three years ago, but then Dr. Layden I saved my life. So I'm like, well. As I made all my peace. I was on that table and I was like, okay, there's an 80% chance I'm going to die tonight. Like, I'm ready. I didn't want to, but I was like, I'm, I can accept it. I can handle this. And I got to a place of real 
understanding that I had never had in my life. You know, I've always been afraid of death and trying to escape it. And how do I get away from it? And whose dick do I got to suck to stop that ever from happening to me? But on that table, I reached a place of peace, of Zen. You know, I wasn't like, you know, I want to go. I'm emo goth, man, but I realized like, oh, this is graduation. This is like when I left Hudson, like when I got out of high school, like at a certain point, you just got to go. Like they, they can't let you stay uh, over and over and over again, no matter how good a time you're, you're having. And I know a lot of people didn't have a good time in high school, but I enjoyed it. But as I laid there on the table thinking, oh my God, there's only a 20% chance I'm going to walk out of this room today, tonight. I came to a place of peace because I was like, life was, was great. I can't complain. I had a good ride. It's ending early, but you got to do a bunch of shit that uh, you never in a million years thought you'd do. And, you know, if this is it, this is it. Like, like I get it. This, there is a conclusion, you know, and I, suddenly I wasn't afraid anymore. You know, I'm not saying that I was rushing into the arms of death, but I was not, I wasn't afraid. I was like, oh, this all makes sense now. Like, of course it has to stop sooner or later and makes sense that it's stopping now because of the way I treated my body, you know, for years, just eating crap food. So I get it. And then the dude saved my life. And so ever since then, I feel like I've been living on borrowed time. And whenever I say that, my wife, Jennifer is like, oh, so morbid. You shouldn't say that. I'm like, we're all living on borrowed time. I'm just painfully aware of it after my experience. You are too. act accordingly. Um, our guest today, who we've been speaking to for a while now, uh, about, uh, his living on borrowed time scenario. I, you know, say it in a very writerly kind of like, oh, we're all living on borrowed time. We could all go at any minute. Uh, good old John Grayson, John from Oz, our boy, man, who's still above ground after being told m- multiple times, that, well, you might not have as much time as all that and stuff like that. I'll be honest with you. I, I, um, you know, last time I talked to John, I was like, all right, we'll do a podcast on this date. I'll hit you back. Day came and went and I was preoccupied with uh, a movie we were trying to make falling apart and stuff, trying to keep everything together. And then I remembered, oh my God, I, I got to reach out to John. And so I texted him and at first no response for like two weeks, a week, two weeks. And I was like, Oh my God, you fucking idiot. You, 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 you know, you're dealing with a man with terminal brain cancer. Like you've missed it. You dumbass. You've missed your chance to talk to John. And I was really sad. And I was like, I'm gonna carry that cross for a while. And then all of a sudden John texted me and he was like, good day. And I was like, Oh, th- where have you been? You know, the way the parents, when a child goes missing, are like, oh, I'll do anything to get that kid back. And then if they show up, you're in the mall and they're like, oh, I was just in the arcade. You're like, you dumb son of a bitch. And you smack shit. Up. At least that's what my parents did with me. I ain't going to smack John because obviously, you know, life has smacked him quite enough, as we've heard in previous episodes. But the good news is that John is still alive and kicking, ladies and gentlemen. And he's here with us today to continue to talk about what the end of life is like um, while you've still got living to do and things to take care of. Welcome back to Smodcast, our good friend, John Grayson. How are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Listen after to that. that. Especially after that very 
funny, hilarious uh, conversation. <laughs> I mean, you know, intro, I should say. Thank you. Um, <laughs> that, that's not something that most people would ever assume would come out of the mouth of somebody with uh, with uh, terminal brain cancer. I feel fantastic. But you, you know, I don't know if it's the Australian in you, which is like, you know, they're the Canada of the other side of the globe where they're just always sunshiny and optimistic or just at least sound so. Or if that's how you truly feel, how you what is your fantastic, relatively speaking, or is it? Yeah, I feel actually great. Um. If I'm going to be honest about it, yeah, well, probably it is. Yeah, it probably is a relative, a relativistic thing. As in, do I feel fantastic all the time? No. Do I fantastic? Do I feel fantastic now compared to like I don't know yesterday, the day before, whatever? Yeah, then that's what it's um, like. What is more realistic? So to so if I'm going to sort of go into sort of in detail about that, um, for instance. My right hand side of my body mm-hmm. is is sort of a bit stuffed now. Um, I can't use my right hand palm, my, my right hand arm, or my right hand wrist, or my right hand um, not wrist, my right hand um, foot. Basically, basically, my right hand bo- part of my body is a bit sort of stuffed. Um, so, and that that's sort of the newish sort of result. That's been about new over about the last I know month or so type sort of thing. So I'm not happy about it and and it sort of screwed me over a bit in, in the sense that if I try and stand up and walk around now, I'm I'm a lot more um bed bound than what I used to be a month ago. Mm-hmm. But I'm also still alive <laughs> and I'm also not in pain all the time. So in terms of is it Am I happy? And yes, because I could be dead as well. So in terms of, yeah, I'm still happy about in that I'm not dead. So I was, I was trying to look in the bright side of sort of things, if that makes sense. It's very true. <laughs> I, I think most of us feel that way in life. Most of us, you know, never feel a sense of happiness, but we do feel a sense of relief that we're st- still alive, that we're not dead. When you yeah. wake up every morning. Mm-hmm. Are you like beating the odds again? Like every time you open your eyes when the morning woke up, not dead. Yep, fantastic. (laughs) It's got to be an amazing (laughs) feeling, and it's an amazing feeling that most of us take for granted. Waking up alive. Yeah, it's really, really hard not to wake up and go, "Oh, hang on, I am dead." (laughs) (laughs) And most people kind of face the day with grim resolve, right? Where they're like, "Oh, I got to get up and I got to do shit and whatnot." But you're in that rarefied position where you're like, wow, like when the day breaks, I've, I've, I'm one day deeper into a miraculous existence. And we all of life is miraculous. But John has been living on the edge for how many years now have they been telling you to prepare, to prepare? Uh, realistically, probably a good six years, I guess. Mm. And the reason why I say that is I, I was diagnosed six years ago and it could have very well, I could have been, you know, with brain cancer, you could have been dead within six months, top sort of after you've been diagnosed. Right. So I could have, I could have been on the, you know, diagnosed. I mean, I could have been dead on, uh, I could have died essentially, let's say five and a half years ago, type sort of thing. Right. So that brings us, uh, I've been essentially on, on 
extra time for five and a half years or so. And I've definitely been on extra time for about six months um, from that was when I was diagnosed with the secondary uh, secondary sort of part of the, the my brain cancer. It, it, made, it went for a um, it, it went went to it into a secondary part where it's deep inside my brain. So yeah, the way, the way so you described it last time was the. There's a the, the where uh, the secondary location is is so deep in the brain that it's n- inoperable. You can't read exactly. It. Yeah, yeah, word for word. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, so with I- that with that diagnosis came you know the grim prognosis of like your time is very short. So, but what you're saying in the in the interim, you you've actually kept going. You've beaten the odds even mm-hmm. in the small period right here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it, the I don't. I, I, my, I know when I was first started on my uh, chemotherapy, mm-hmm. they said as, because I was wondering at the time when I was taking chemotherapy about what whether because chemotherapy is not very fun. And yeah, so basically, for, those, for like, those of us, I mean, a lot of people in life have a loved one who's gone through it or even a distant relative who's gone mm-hmm. through it. And some people, of course, listening <clears throat> have, have had bouts with cancer themselves. And, and so they know what it's like for those of us lucky enough to have never had any experience with chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. How is it? How is it administered? Is it a pill? Is it, what is it? In in my particular case, so the chemotherapy does it does change from what type of chemotherapy you're having and and how how it's been the the dose and and the um the method of how it's been given. So in my particular case, it's a drug that's given for five days, um, or for five days of a. Hang on, so let me rethink that. You take five. Um, days of the drug once every let's say month in, so you have five days of the drug in pill form and then that's it yeah it, and it's and it's um uh, uh, uh yeah yeah it's a it's a um a, p- a pill that you swallow and you can take that at home and so that's yeah five, five days and then that's it and then you do that for about a month and then you do it again um and so and the even though it makes you you know, you know nauseous and all that types of stuff it's relatively easy it's easy to take now i would sort of say that's relatively easy compared to say some of the other like some of the other um chemotherapy you have you have to have it injected into your like, that, you have to have it injected and stuff like yeah that. i think that's so, yeah. the one i'm thinking of like I, I i didn't even realize that you could take it in pill form i just assumed they always like put tubes into you and they injected you with this like what feels like liquid poison yeah so the um chemotherapy I had quite a few years ago um that would have been about probably six no not quite probably five years ago that that one i, ha- I had was in well that was both injected and and also um pills but the one that i'm on now is only pills right uh, so there's different types of um, chemotherapies for different um different medication types but the one that i'm having on at the moment is is pretty easy to take um it's called tmz if you want to google it later but 
um, regardless, the what I was going to say was was at the time, um, like because chemotherapy, like I said, it's not particularly fun to sort of take at the best of time. Mm. I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to take it because you know makes you a bit nauseous and all the rest of that. Right. At which point, um, I can't remember the exact words, but it was something along the lines of, if you don't take the, the chemotherapy, you probably be dead within like a week or two weeks or whatever it was. Like, right. like he was, I can't remember exactly the way it was worded, but it was something along those effects. And like, oh, okay, I should probably maybe think about taking the chemotherapy. <laughs> yeah, if, it, if you're going to put it on Front Street like that, heavens. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, I mean, that's probably worked because it's worked so well that, you know, that now it's coming up in about six weeks, uh, six weeks, six months since they said that, and I'm still alive. And so it looks as though, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to die. I know I'm going to die, and I'm probably going to die soonish. I don't know when, but at the at the moment it looks like I mean, I'm probably going to, I might get maybe another couple of months, maybe. I don't, I don't know. But, I mean, at the moment, it's looking good. And at some point, it's going to be one of either two things. It's either going to be a very slow, very slow, as in it'll probably be another six months or so, mm-hmm. or there'll be some sort of major, um, major um, um, fit, like I'll have some sort of... Um, Grand seizure, uh, grand mal seizure of some sort. Yeah, grand mal seizure type sort of thing at some point as well. I, if I have a grand mal seizure type sort of thing like that again, realistically, at least that would be nice and pain, literally it would be pain relief, uh, pain free. So, uh, you know, that would be, a, I, I mean, sucks it die, but at least it would be pain relief, pain free. Yeah, that's the, and that's, you know, that, honestly, the thing that always turns us away from, Death. I don't know that for most people it's the idea of things ending. I think there is a healthy portion of folks out there that, you know, understand the circle of life and stuff like that. It's always the pain factor. That's what you hear from everybody, old and young alike, where it's just like, if it's painful, like that's when I'll, that's when I, that's what I don't want. None of us want the painful exit. So if you had a grand mal seizure, you say it would be pain free. What? What would tell me why? I'm pretty sure, yeah. And the reason why I'm sort of saying that is because I've had two grand mal seizures now, and not a, both times I've had the grand mal seizure, I've been if, if, if I've been out of like I've been completely um, out of it while I've had the grand mal seizure. And when I say I've been out of it, it's it's kind of weird to describe, but. When you've when you have like when you've had a, um when you've gone like had a sleep and then you wake up yeah you sort of you generally have some idea that you've gone to sleep I I don't exactly know how to just sort of describe it but you you must obviously have some idea that you've been asleep I right. think you, whether you've a been consciousness some, a consciousness of your unconsciousness. Yes, exactly. But when you've had a grown mouse seizure, you wake up and you have like no idea that you've been. Un- and and the only way I can describe it is it's a bit like when you've gone and had a um a um a, 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 a autopsy, <laughs> a um 
and uh, when you go and have a um, um, operation, right. same sort of thing where you break, where you're completely gone unconscious and you have no idea of that. Like when you wake up again and it's now six hours later or whatever and you've had the operation and you have no concept of that time passing or any of that. Right. It's different from when you go to sleep and you wake up and you sort of kind of have an idea that the time has passed. Right. It's it's that difference. And so with the the Grumau sleep, the Grumau, I you really don't know that that's gone. That time's gone past. So there's a chance it, that if you have a Grumau seizure, it'll it, it it'll it it could take you out, but it could take you out painlessly. Is that what you mean? I think so, yeah, because, and I, again, I'm only taking based on my own experience. own experience, but both times I've had that, I've been completely had no knowledge of the time at all, and I haven't had any, um, what's the word I'm thinking of here, or I haven't had any sensation of, 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 do anything really to be honest um and i and I, I have a feeling that that'll probably be the same thing again uh if 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 i have a third grumau seizure and wake back up again then i'll <laughs> <laughs> you're like man three. these cats were just wrong 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 now yeah. for those listening who haven't heard the previous sit downs with john and you're like man he's he seems pretty fucking centered and level-headed about the thing that we're all terrified to talk about as you heard, John's had six years to get used to the notion. I mean, look, let's be honest. We've had a lifetime to get used to the notion, and most people don't want to accept it. John's beyond accepting it. Like, for John, death is almost an everyday part of life at this point. But the miracle is that, you know, when six years ago they were like, give your shit away, get ready. Um he just keeps kind of ticking, keeps going. So if you hear like, you know, this guy certainly don't sound like he's facing the grave. That's that to me is the miracle. That's why, you know, one of the reasons I always like to come back and and talk to John to be this level-headed grace under pressure. But, you know, we look at through it as the filter through the filter of like, man, I would be this person. I would be, but John doesn't have to, like hypothesize he's he's lived this for the last six years man so it's always like a a bracing to hear somebody talking so casually about like the end unless they're in a stoner conversation with friends like how do you think you're gonna die man you know and people get calm then but there is this kind of like wonderful matter of factness um about the way you address it you know, and, and I, I know for some cats, they'd be like, I can't, I could never be that. But I think if you've walked in John's shoes and you've had like, this has been your life for six years, you know, you, what, what I've, what we've found through these chats is that even with impending death, life goes on. So, mm-hmm. uh, John has been busy for the last, well, six years preparing for a moment that hasn't come um, and living a life that way as well. One of the things we talked about was like, he had a big collection of games, board games. 
And he, you know, was like, I want to get rid of these. I don't want to leave this for my mom to have to do. So I'm going to give stuff out to everybody and whatnot. But John just keeps living and he keeps giving his shit away. What do you, what do you do now in a world where you keep giving your stuff away? (laughs) Um, you don't want to be, you don't want to be bored, John. You don't want to be literally bored to death sitting around going like, I don't have anything to do because I gave all my cool shit away because the doctors have been wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> so there's a, there's a few sort of things that sort of come to mind. Mm. The, the first thing actually that sort of, there's two things I want to sort of say on that, the, but I'll, I'll do it in sort of reverse order. The first thing that sort of, bugs the hell out of me, which is which is a bit of an odd one, is that the is the ideal and this is gonna sound really strange, but is the concept that I do keep 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 on bloody living. And and what I, and I, I don't mean in the sense that oh, I do just want to die, but what I mean by that is is that because there, there is no idea or what what time I'm, you know, and I'm going to book in my death here. Right. There is no time. There is no concept, and and it's because you don't know how much time you have, quite literally. I mean, everyone everyone doesn't know how long we're going to live, but most people generally <laughs> like to think that they're going to live. Let's say seventy plus, right? But and with me, I I don't know how my, what my time is, but it's going to be let's say between one month to maybe a couple of months, sort of idea. May possibly be better, may possibly be worse, but but so it, it makes it much, that much trickier to try and figure out what you're going to be doing with your time, right? And you sort of, and as you keep sort of just keep on ticking along, you have to sort of go, well, shit, now what am I doing? Like, it, it, if I was worse and if I was in going into a, um, a, a living, uh, what do you call it, under living, a um, healing, uh, I'll think of it, nursing, nursing hostel or something like that. Like hospice, like that. hospice or something like a that. Hospice, yeah, exactly. Then... Arguably, that might be easier because I'd be so sick. I then I just all right. I know I know what I have to do now because I just do nothing and I just sit sit in the bed. And if I was better, then I'd be doing. But because I'm in this sort of uh, sort of limbo type sort of state, it's like I can't quite do this, but I can't quite do that. And sort of you're just in this limbo sort of split. And it's like. Yeah, it's it's odd. <laughs> you just sort of, it's like oh, I don't, I don't quite know. And so the upshot of it all is, it's just like ah, fuck it. I'll just keep on doing what I try. Keep on doing it, and, and I'll figure it out later. <laughs> so, now, so, now if I'm if I'm um, <clears throat> somebody who's producing Australian television movies, whatever, I think I would be thrilled to know that somebody who like literally knows that their days are numbered wastes any of that time on me (laughs) or my stuff. So give these people a thrill, whoever, who, what does a man close to the end watch? Most people would be like, Oh yeah, I wouldn't be watching anything. I'd be out there sucking the marrow of life. But I, that's what everyone thinks. But like John just described, 
he's between this rock and a hard place where like he's alive, but at the same time, he can't go running around the world because this could happen in any second and blah, blah, blah. So what are you watching? I think a lot of us would do the same thing. I know if somebody was just like, you've got six months to live, I'd be like, all right, I got a bunch of shit to catch up on. I still haven't watched Stranger Things, so I better kill like at least, I don't know, 60 hours doing that or something like that. What have you been I, watching? I can't. I honestly can't remember the last thing I watched. Um, but I, oh, wait, no, I can actually. The last thing I watched was Gruella, I think it's called. Yeah, the Gruella the, the, movie. Yeah, yeah. See, but if I'm Disney, he, I'm putting that on a poster. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, this guy chose our movie to I watch. I really enjoyed it too. I I wasn't I wasn't planning on it. like I thought ah it's going to be a Disney movie. I really actually enjoyed it, and especially the soundtrack. The soundtrack kicks ass. They're very um, they're very good at what they do, and they make like life affirming shit. So yeah, you know uh, it, um, it plays. Hats off to the uh to the large the large what's he um. Can't think of what he, the, 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 the mouse. Um, but no, the what I was, I was the thing that I've been doing over the last couple of uh, couple of weeks or whatever is me and a sort of friend. I'll just say a friend. That'd be easiest way to put it. Mine is there's a thing which is called hidden hidden agenda. I think it's a it's a computer game mm-hmm. on the PlayStation Four, mm-hmm. and it's basically it's. It's essentially about a two-hour game, but it's like an interactive game, and it's like a it's a bit like I guess it's a little bit like um a, a little bit like uh, what do you call it um like seven or something like that. It's like a murder mystery type of thing, but it's like interactive, so uh, other people play at the same time, and you play it on your phone, and then like you you sort of you. You other people playing at the same time, and you like had had decisions, and so like I, I'm going to go over like left or right or whatever. So it's only simple in, in decisions that you make, but like I want to, I want to go left and and, and uh, view the view the the inter, interview the. the interview this particular person or I want to go over here and go over this sort of way. And so you make like left or right. Anyway, so but you'll make you'll make the decision together at the same time with your phone. And so a couple of friends and I have been sort of playing this and we've I think played it twice now mm. and we've got lost both times <laughs> and we've we've let the bad guy win us win both times and we've all got absolutely slaughtered every both times we've done it. And we're like, well, yeah, we really, really suck at this. Like we're we're not very good um at, at this being like like we're not very good uh uh police. We're not police. Yeah, very, you're, you're not popo deep down, no popo in that room. Yeah. And for yeah. but for most cats they're like you know, ah, it was a waste of my time, but they figure they got more time to fucking fill. You know, we're trying to we're trying to fi- fix the cl- we're trying to uh, get the get the police. Uh, we're, we're trying to uh, as the police trying to fix this, right? But yeah, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's nice to hear, though. I mean, we've talked about it before <clears throat> that simple pastimes 
mm-hmm. still remain part of the equation. You know, like yeah. I think a lot of us think like when faced with, you know, a moment that big and, and the, you know, uh, the eternal and blah, 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 that they've, you know, you feel, you imagine that you're going to become this different version of yourself that you've never been in your life because you're like, well, now mm. that I know that I only have this much time, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. But, you know, I would, I would like to think that there would be comfort in the familiar uh, more so than like, you know, I'm going to cast myself out there because what the fuck? I, I think I'd watch a lot of fucking TV. I think I would like play video games. So, I mean, hearing that like normal pastimes remain the normal pastimes makes me feel good. What about music? Where's music in your life? Um, music is more or less where it always was. The only sort of exception is, is that I think the only thing that, or the only thing that I've sort of changed with music is that I've done the same. I think that every other person is like, I don't understand music these days. I have to listen to the old music that I used to listen to. Oh, right. Oh my God. You're an old man. <laughs> I'm an old man. <laughs> you sound like oh. me. <laughs> yeah, so. So, so uh, this old, this old music. I mean, this new music doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> so, uh, so, but besides that, though, I still, I still listen to all the music that I used to listen to, especially like uh, the the music of something not like the music that I'm. Like, I, I, I have an eclectic like of music from, particularly from about the sixties to about. 90s maybe sort of 2000s sort of that's mostly where i would sort of listen to it um but yeah so but i I was sort of just thinking though as you were listening or sort of as you were sort of saying about um where your ideas i was thinking sorry about what i think probably a big difference between now and with my brain cancer and all that type of stuff I still enjoy stuff like, like in terms of like I still have like when I was playing with video games and stuff like that. I still enjoy that and still have fun times about that. And it's pretty. It still surprises me how even though you know my brain cancer sucks and I'm going to die and I and there's no getting around that. That sucks. But I still do have really quite a lot of fun things that I still do that. And it still surprises me that, and I still keep saying this, that to this day, of the two between my brain cancer and back in my, sort of whenever it was around about 2000 when I had my anxiety disorder, Mm -hmm. that was worse. Right. (laughs) Because it was 100%, like it was bad just 100% time all the time. Right. Even though that well, probably anyway wouldn't have killed me, right. and it was just a hundred percent bad the entire time. And of the two, I'd rather go through the brain cancer again because at least it wasn't a hundred percent bad all the time. Where the brain, where the anxiety was bad a hundred percent all the time. See, and the reason why I bring that up again is because. At least the brain cancer isn't a hundred percent bad all the time. Mm. It, it, even though it's even though it's going to kill me, 
even though it's bad, it's just not as bad as what it is worse than the anxiety and depression that was. Odd, oddly and oddly enough, that was more crippling than yeah. than brain cancer. Yeah, brain cancer. Yeah doesn't necessarily i mean it sucks as as you established but it doesn't take away your joy whereas the the anxiety like took away mm -hmm. the joy for how long how long was that it's a bit hard to sort of tell but let's say from about 2000 to realistically probably about 2004 2005 something like that and that's like four yeah. or five years straight in in like in a hole that you feel like Pretty you much, can't get yeah. out of, yeah, yeah. From what I understand, yeah. um, boy, put talk about putting in perspective. Like yeah. you know, you're you're like the fucking uh, commercial for brain cancer. You're like, hey man, it ain't all that bad. Yeah. You know what's worse? <laughs> Here's ten other things that suck worse. <laughs> yeah, which is like it's kind of a, like I I don't want to sort of say that. Uh, I, I don't want to un under uh, un, un, under under for bill oh, i don't know how to word that i don't want to say bad i don't want to say oh yeah it's all hunky-dory for the right. brain cancer because brain cancer is also kind of sucky too yes you're <laughs> certainly just, not you're certainly how, not minimizing it by any stretch of the imagination exactly yeah it's just yeah it's just of the two <laughs> right <laughs> from my perspective anyway i don't know other people could have a different opinion <laughs> It's well, I mean, it's like it's kind of like the answer to the question of you get pushed out of a plane into the ocean. Do you want to get eaten by a shark or do you want to drown? And you know, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, right. You know, exactly. There yeah. are there are worse ways and stuff, but so far this yeah. way, uh, it's it's you know, oddly comforting to hear that. Like, I'll take this over that. Good lord, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, because that's one is. One can be physically debilitating, but the other is like emotionally debilitating, psychologically debilitating. And, and as the physician, uh, I, that was part of one of the things about because I'm in that unique position of being able to compare and contrast those two things, mm -hmm. it it always was sort of part of my uh, sort of point, <laughs> I suppose, for lack of better term, that I always wanted to sort of say that to people was because uh, is that I am in this, I guess, curious, uh, sort of curious position that I am able to com compare and contrast those two. Yeah. Because not very many people, not very many people have one of those, thank God, let alone have two of those, <laughs> and I'm able to be able to sort of say those two things. So, no, uh, that was always sort of one of them, well, I've had both, and here's one. Here's the one that I think is worse. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, I would imagine most people um, in your position would be like, "I'm gonna eat like a king until the end." What? Uh, what is there stuff that you can and can't eat based on the brain cancer or anything? Or at this point, is it like I, the sky's the limit? I could eat squid ice cream; it won't fucking matter. Um. When I started chemo originally, so back in whatever, so let's say five years ago, whatever it was, there were a few things that I wasn't able to eat. Um, it has something to do with, and I might screw this up a bit of science because of the science here, but you'll get the general gist. Mm -hmm. It has something to do with with some of the stuff that if 
if it it's it it's some of the foods that year were like um it it, it like it, it it's food that is like um I think it was like uh, Vegemite. Oh, that was a big one because because as Australians we weren't able. I wasn't able to eat Vegemite. It's like this, this, you might as well just kill me now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was Vegemite and um, and 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 um, it with a, um, uh, uh, um, um, avocado anything any of the a lot of the fruit and vegetables that have to um get go ripe Uh there was something about the ripening ripening process Uh i can't quite remember what it was but there was some something about that that you weren't able to go have that ripening process couldn't have with the chemo is that right and vegemite yeah, how weird yeah because again it was whatever that is that is within the the, the um it's it's a specifically specific whatever it was specific i'll have to look it up and, and bring it next time or whatever mm-hmm. but yeah there's whatever it is it's it's a it's it's something like it's with um k it's like kink yeah i can't quite remember but it's it's a type of uh it's a type of um it, it's a type of um, like uh, protein or something that you can't you can't eat, and, and it's not quite it's quite um, toxic or something as well, from what I recall. Wow. Anyway, so I wasn't able to eat a whole bunch of that stuff, and one of them was the I distinct, distinctly remember that you weren't able to eat Vegemite, which uh, you know, like I said, that as an as a shit, I normally eat Vegemite. Pretty much every day or every other day. Is that right? Standard. What, what is? <laughs> what is? What would it be compared to? Like in America, what is something that we like? Mayonnaise, ketchup. Like it's not. It's not a condiment. It's uh, a meal, right? Uh, um, it's it's it's. Uh, I'm trying to think of what. It's it's salty. It's very salty. And you you have you have it on toast, so you have normally you just have it as 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 for breakfast typically. So, so it's kind of have, like a butter replacement. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. Or you normally have butter and 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 Vegemite. Like butter and Vegemite on toast is basically the staple. Um, your breakfast, like two pieces of Vegemite toast on, on is is just yeah yeah that's breakfast stuff. Um, but it's it's very salty, mm-hmm. and the biggest pro- pre- problem with from what I've seen with Americans trying to have it is they make it too thick, and you need to have very 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 light. Like like if you if you I don't know you can you see my my screen yeah uh, yeah yeah so you'd be like tiniest tiniest little amount uh it goes a long way and usually yeah, americans exactly. like spread it like peanut butter it's like whoa like that type sort of thing yeah yeah no it'd be more like this like it's the veriest amount of a very very small amount of it. but yeah and so anyhow so that was that was back in during you know, during the chemo days ago. so but after chemo's done you can eat vegemite again yeah, and then the chemo that I have now, I'm able to still eat um, with that as well. So that's that's perfectly fine. So the upshot of it all is, is pretty much everything I have now 
in terms of food. I can eat just fine. The only problem is, is I do now have a, um, a uh, what do you call it, um, a small, I can't think of what they're called now, um, uh, a small, um, uh, uh, what do you call it, a stone, a small what's he stone. Oh, um, really? A tiny little one. Yeah, yeah. Um, just because I'm, you know, always been eating crappy food for the last six, you know, 40 years or whatever it is. And also, like, I would imagine, too, like, with the series of medications, like, that have to go through you, it must add to yeah, that as possible. well. Um, but, we, but I lost about near enough to 10 kilos now um, over about the last, mm, say, two months, three months or whatever. So I've lost a bit of weight, and because that's taken any pressure off off the the, the, the stone kidney, oh. kidney stone that's what kidney stone, stone right um yeah so so i lost that the, because i lost the weight then the the kidney stone isn't any issue oh my god you're gonna have so, to you're gonna have to fucking deal with a kidney stone as well like not anymore <laughs> <laughs> good lord Surprising what happens if you lose a bit of kilos <laughs> which which of the greek gods did you piss off man because they just keep hitting you with fucking lightning bolts. oh i know one of them <laughs> <laughs> um the uh what's uh been the most fun that you've had since we've spoken what uh what have you done that's been like legit good time and i turned 40 Oh, when did that happen? Happy birthday. Happy belated birthday. On June 6th was my birthday. Right on. So um, I didn't think it was going to happen, but yeah. yeah, turns around, turns around, and yeah, I kept on kept on not dying. <laughs> <laughs> and and then the, the, it's like, ah, shit, I'm going to have to have, to have some sort of birthday thingy at some point, aren't I? So yeah, the, yeah so that happened. <laughs> Uh, you've you've hit the official uh, midlife period. Yeah, I hit I hit I hit the congratulations. Now, when you die, no one's going to give a shit anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're no you're no longer a boy. They were going to yeah. care when you were younger, but now they're like, well, like, people die uh, at that age. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that, <laughs> which which was pretty funny. It's like, uh, he's at the Floyd. He's at the age of, uh, well, he probably did something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're blaming you karmically yeah. for your own uh, your own fate. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, wow. Age. No, no one gives a shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when you were a kid? How how far away age forty seemed? Yep. <laughs> I still think it's say uh, years ago. I mean, I still think it feels like it's too far in the future type sort of thing. And and I'm already, you know, like, oh crap, <laughs> that's 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 too too far away, and I'm already past it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, well, being that you're continue to stick around, thank God. What are you looking forward to um, in the next? Uh, few months to a year i'm gonna push it i'm gonna push my luck and say a year like right now i'm like oh i can't wait to see shang shang chi i can't wait to see um the the eternals um i can't wait till the the he-man uh masters universe show drops on netflix can't wait to see the batman by matt reeves what are you looking forward to um Someone asked me that question actually, besides yourself, not that long ago. And you punched him. 
<laughs> you're like you insensitive Claude. <laughs> you punched him right in the face. Well, to, if I was going to be like the the only the realistic thing answer like the real honest answer was, which is which is still still the uh, the same answer mm-hmm. is I want to finish my my um my Lego. Uh, for my psychologist w- that I'm working on for that, which is getting very, very close to finish now. Mm. Um, that, that is like, that is essentially now my main and in fact only sort of goal in life, basically, because it's something that is like, I've been working on this now for the last basically six weeks, uh, six months almost, essentially. It's been a long, long juice process that I've been working on, right. but it's it's getting very, 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 very close to the finish, which I don't know how much, I, I, I'm, I know I've talked to you about it a little bit, but what just basically what it is, is I'm making a mosaic, Lego mosaic, which you may have seen a couple of these floating around now that sort of exist, but if you're not 100% sure what it is, it's essentially it's going to be a, a picture that can hang up on the wall mm-hmm. and it's it's uh, made out of it's all made out of lego mm. and it's but it's one that i've designed myself um and it's going to be for my psychologist and it's going to be about yayish big by about yayish big um looks about like uh two foot by four oh, foot something like yeah that. something like that yeah um and it's going to have two chairs sort of side by side. So it's two sort of um, the two, two empty chairs, which is the idea of the, the two, two people to sort of be talking to each other, like people sit down and then talking. And that's and the reason I'm being able to say all this is because by the time this goes open, my first, I mean, go, go on, on the t- um, the on, on live, mm-hmm. my psychologist will be able to ha- see it themselves in person. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I know this will be, uh, she'll have it in, in person and this by that point in time. But yeah, I've been, I've been working on this for a long goddamn time. <laughs> Are you ha- and you're happy with it? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's been, like I said, I've been working on it for a while, but the, when it was my birthday, actually, uh, I had the first half of it basically done. Mm-hmm. And I had a bunch of people sort of saying, well, what do you think this is? Because I had sort of told people. And I'm like, oh, shit, I hope that people can figure out what it is. And they were all saying, oh, it's chairs or a, a chair because it was only the half. Like, it's a chair, isn't it? And I know what it actually is. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah, all right, sweet. The the what is when you're making a Lego thing? Do you ever have to be like, oh fuck, I missed a brick, and like unmake it and then remake in the same place? When you're dealing with like over whatever it is, like six thousand pieces, these things, and and like when I take one and put it in the other spot, I don't care. (laughs) Like it's not that not that accurate. It's fine, (laughs) especially since it's a design that isn't like it's one that's. I've made for myself anyway. So it, unless it's like on the edges or something, then I might have to change it around. But no, these are this is perfectly fine. It, it doesn't need to be 
when Jay Muse, he because he's a big Lego freak as well. Mm-hmm. When Jay does his Legos, he's generally um, running programs like in the background. So he'll watch um, the was it Charmed. Uh, mm-hmm. He'll watch Murder She Wrote or whatnot. What do mm-hmm. you do when you make in Legos? Do you watch anything? Or you just listen to music, or is it nothing? Um. I listen to a fair bit of music. Mm-hmm. Um, occasionally, I listen to shitty sort of TV of some description that I don't have to particularly watching. Pay attention. Um, to, yeah. So, yeah, I watched a fair few, for whatever particular reason, of Bones. No, get <laughs> out of here, really. Up. Um, because, and the reason why is because you don't have to pay attention. It's yes. sort of, it just... It, it just sort of that like it's the exact same episode every time you watch basically so that's <laughs> fine it's like oh well yeah it's the same episode it doesn't matter <laughs> it's just it's white so, noise tv it's like uh I, I, i'm not TV, i'm yes. not alone there's something else happening but it's yeah, not that yeah. important because the bones kids will figure it out <laughs> they all yeah yeah do. exactly it's exactly right yeah 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 <laughs> um or reminding me just like tape, like not tape, like in particular, like YouTube of some description, um, or even things like say, oh, I listen to a lot of um ASMR as well. Uh-oh. Um, so so I'll put like that on in the background. That's like that's pretty common as like with like what I'll do. So I'll just put that on in the background, and just sort of doing that with something else as well. And ASMR, that's like people fucking, you know, like touching cotton and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. So particularly things like the sort of um, sort of the the, the things like sc- sort of scratching or not not so there's t- different types of um, ASMR. So mm. some people watch ASMR that's like people eating and stuff, and that's like uh, that's like horrible to me. Like that's no thank you. No, but things like a scratching or or noise or scratching or 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 tapping and stuff like that type of noises or or even better um even just things like um like rain noise yeah, and yeah. stuff like that yeah even that even that that's where we go there's like channels on youtube and stuff where it's like three hours of of rain and stuff like that so perfect put that up yeah that'll be great yeah and then i'll just do that while I'm there and doing whatever the Lego stuff is. Or whatever. I like, uh, I go to sleep uh, when I'm on the road to uh, these ocean sounds, which is crazy because yeah, I'm not, and yeah. you know, I've, I've not lived near an ocean in a while. I mean, there's an ocean out here, but like we don't live on it or near it. And even in Jersey, when I was growing up, we lived very near, you know, the ocean, but not like on it. And, and I was never even a big fan, but oh, there is something oddly comforting about the repetitive mm-hmm. nature of that sound. So I can kind of, mm-hmm. I can get my head around that. Mm-hmm. Um, what uh, does the next uh, week hold for you? You're going to finish up uh, the mosaic or is it going to take longer than that? Um, I'd imagine the mosaic will probably take about probably, let's say two to three weeks. I'd imagine right. it's going to be my hope. Then after that, <sighs> I think I might take a week off. <laughs> After all that mosaic then, making. How funny. The, the idea of a guy who's like fighting brain cancer going, I need a vacation. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, you do. 
Oh, fuck I'm stuffed. <laughs> and then after that, uh, then then I'll probably go on the next project of whatever I'm doing, which will be, I don't know, I've got so many different things I need to do. <laughs> that's i mean that's all of us man that's what's so amazing about your story is on the surface you know if you gave somebody the one-liner they're like oh my god it's like and instantly you get put in a separate category like this untouchable like who could fucking live like that category but meanwhile as as we've heard with every episode uh with you that we've done like life goes on and and it's you know it's you're incredibly relatable considering like you are in a easily put in a different category which is (laughs) ridiculous too because let's say in the time that we've done you know what three episodes maybe four in the time that we've done those episodes other people who were not expecting to die have dropped dead. <laughs> you know, we're all living on the borrowed time that that uh, John is. You know, we just don't fucking think about it. But, you know, before you're you're quick to be like, oh, that poor guy. Hey, poor you. Poor all of us. Like, it all stops, you know, for all of us. And like he said, he turned 40, so what the fuck? He got... <laughs> middle-aged fuck (laughs) it is um always so uh heartening uh to talk to you it makes me brave for you know the inevitable like if if i could face my eventual end uh which you know almost happened three years ago but if i could face the the real one when it fucking comes and stuff with as much uh, grace as you shit that's the, that that the, that's more than than I deserve to be honest with you, man. Um, and the fact that you know you're just doing the same shit like that we all do while juggling this extra, very spiky, very don't fucking drop that ball in your in your daily juggling act continues to be so impressive. You're so good natured you know I'm, I'm certainly not waiting for it or hoping for it but anytime we talk i would I'd never be surprised if you were like you know fucking here's all the people i hate here's all the shit in life that sucks here's why i'm glad i'm fucking leaving because you people met, met there's no negativity man what do you chalk that up to personality being australian genetics what is it do you have an insight that most of us don't have at this point, you think? Uh, I think I'm. I think it's because I murdered all the people that I really hated. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be an amazing end to the story. Like <laughs> after John passes away, it's wait, like wait, hang on, no, cut, cut that line. <laughs> <laughs> it outs after he passes away. They're like, you know, that guy killed a lot of fucking people, right? <laughs> Right up until the end. <laughs> what do you what do you attribute the the, the you know the your uh, sunny? I, I mean, yeah, sunny nature. I, to. I, uh, I don't know. Um, 
I think it might be. I think it's because if I, I, I think it's because of my, of the life that I've had. If I was going to be sort of try and be a bit sort of honest about it, and what I mean by that is, is I've lived through really shitty past about my life. I mean, but, but in I've been through life already like pretty horrible crap once, and not even just me, but also like I've had some really bad stuff that's happened to my friends and stuff as well. As well. Mm. So I've, I've like there's a whole bunch of shit that's happened before, and then I lived through all that and got through that and then then the cancer came along as well and then just went hey you didn't like it the last time well now you've got this deal to deal with that as well and it's just like fuck (laughs) yeah really it's like at which point it's like like what else are you going to do like throw at me like i've i've already had both things twice at me were thrown at me. You can't throw, you can't possibly throw anything worse at me than I've already had. Like, like, you know, what are you going to do? You know, you, you're going to bully me or, or, or try and like, oh, hey, how are you going, fatso? Like, really? Like, I've, I've had brain cancer. I've had, like, I've been had anxiety, depression, disorder. Like, re- what's the worst you're going to throw at me? Right. I've already had everything that you could possibly throw you're at me. You're Superman like, at this point. You're practically yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right. and, and so, and and so, it's sort of as though there's yeah, it's sort of a bit weird, but it's sort of as though I can't, I don't have any. I don't have any. Mm, I haven't. I, I don't know how to put it ex- as though I had no. I, ha- I had no. Sh- had no. Re- had no time to get upset or worry or be stressed because I've already gone through all of that. I've already done through any of that, and I'm just like. Eh. I'm not going to do any of that because mm. I'm not going to get stressed or worried or anxiety because I've already done any of that type of stuff. And what's the worst it's going to do now type of situation? Like if, 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 if I can't, I can't get any worse than what I've already had. Yeah. That's probably the best way to put it. So damn. And so, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, it's for, for everyone else would they they would have the worst day experience for me, for me they it's not even a that's not even a halfway type sort of situation which that, I mean that sort of sounds a bit bit morbid but it's also kind of true at least for me it's, it's an expression that George Carlin used uh, uh, when he was referring to the kids he grew up with uh, like him who went swimming in the very polluted Hudson River in New York he said we were tempered in raw shit and <laughs> life has tempered you in some raw shit and boy oh boy you shine regardless you've got mm. an insanely healthy dose of perspective and you would be absolutely forgiven for having a completely different outlook but you know your pragmatic approach to it all is telling you right now i've seen the feedback on twitter is insanely helpful for people out there people who listen you know and people who are 
terrified of their own ends to people who are terrified of an imminent end, you know, facing a situation not that uh, different from your own and stuff. So I'm so glad you're still above ground. I'm so glad we keep doing this. Um, answer your texts faster next time. <laughs> well, he's got oh two, two text numbers and I texted to the one and like, you know, cause they're both, I assume they're connected like an iPad or whatever, but when the no answer came, I was like, oh, my God, we didn't even put anything in place. I still don't know why that didn't come back. I mean, why that didn't come back. I was legit sad. Like, I remember crying. Like, <laughs> and, and I'm not even being facetious. I was like, oh, my God. Like, you told him a month, and you didn't get back to him, and this is what happened. Like, the I'm man sorry. told you. It's not your fault. It was my fault. I learned a very healthy yeah, lesson. I know, but still. But I was <laughs> like, you know, I was like, because I'm very, I, you know, I'm not, I'm, if I have any flaw, and I'm sure I have many, John, but I know one of my biggest flaws is that I don't value other people's time. I value my own, and then I don't really value other people's time. So I'm late for everything. I miss appointments, blah, blah, blah. In a situation like uh, yours, when I'm dealing with somebody who's like, hey, man, I am, I, I'm not, I don't know if I have tomorrow and stuff. You know, it's my responsibility to be uh, more diligent in that way. And I remember, like, being heartbroken. Like, oh, my God. Like, I didn't, like, get to talk to him again. So then when you texted, I was like, oh, thank God. Oh, I didn't miss him. So we won't miss next month either. Right now it's the June 25th. So let's say uh, July by the end of July, we'll hook back up. I'll be in Jersey all summer, so the next time we chat, we'll I'll be doing it from there and stuff. And uh, to, our aim I'll will have be- to double check my own timetable. The only reason I say that is because I that may um, be when I'm having my COVID, uh, my second COVID shot shot at that point. Totally, um, we'll, so we'll move it. We'll check. make it around there. You've gotten your first COVID shot already. I'm ha- getting that tomorrow. The first one tomorrow, right on, yeah. First one tomorrow, yeah. Um, regardless, we're, we 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 shall uh, talk again and continue to talk until talk you can't, for heaven's sakes. While you're here, I notice you have a whole um, rock and what a wall of of what's he's there. Pops, did Funko you Pop. did you happen to? Did you happen to get another one by any chance? I did, as a matter of fact. My little Australian friend. And to make matters worse, when I got it, it was after I texted you and you didn't respond. So it it haunted me. It sits on the shelving system. It's a koala. Sits on the shelving system. Uh where the books are in my in my home in my room. Like with you know, my wife was like what is this? Where'd this come from? And I was like, this came from John Grayson, who I was doing podcasts with. And then I missed him. And I think he's passed on. Like, this is going to haunt me now. This toy from beyond, from beyond the grave. (laughs) And so when, again, when you text, I was like, oh, thank God. Thank heavens. Uh, I promise you, I'll let you know if I die. (laughs) Yes. Find some way. That'd be a hot podcast. Man, if you can fucking get to us from the other side, there's some real information people fucking love to know. But uh, he uh, he always uh, lightens the load, ladies and gentlemen. And that's 
incredible considering uh, we don't all assume he's carrying the heaviest weight there is. But reminder, we're all going to go. You know, John just got a better idea of when his moment is. But we're all going to go act accordingly. Do what you want to do, what you need to do. Don't hurt others, but make sure that you make yourself happy. Make art like John's doing, man, putting together the mosaic and stuff. Um, Be with friends, family. Celebrate every day. Every day, this man's life is a fucking victory for the last six fucking years. You know, and that's how we should all feel. Every day we get up, we should be like, God damn it. Again, I did it. Fuck. It's a miracle. That, you know, considering we ain't got batteries in us, we got a beating fucking heart. And that don't run on gasoline or anything like that. Like, and still, every day you wake up is a goddamn blessing. Let let John Grayson be a reminder of that for your kids. The Wizard of Oz himself. John, thank you for coming back on, and we'll talk again in a month. Is that cool? Yeah, sounds fantastic. There Thanks, Mike. There it is. Thanks, mate. That's what you love to hear, man. Straight from the mouth of a Vegemite-eating Australian, for heaven's sake. That, ladies and gentlemen, should put a spring in your step as you head about your day, because that's Smodcast for this week. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm John Grayson. Have a week. This has been a Smodco Internet Production. Sip only at smodcast.com.